The Paradise Arcade contains graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Listening to the Paradise Arcade with Kyle and Eric, promoting synthwave music and culture. Welcome to another episode of the Paradise Arcade. Uh, this episode is very special. It's kind of a one-off, so we've got sitting at the table. We don't have Kyle. Kyle has to work, so we'll see him tonight at the show. But at the table in real life, I've got Chaz Psych, aka No Face. What's up? What's up? My name's Asher Roth. It's good to be here. Um, no, I'm just messing with you guys. Uh, yeah, man, it's good to be here. It's a beautiful state you guys got. And then we've got the third poor bastard, North Innsbruck, Chris. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, my, my bastard? <laughs> very good. You know, it's been a very long time since you've been on the show. I bet it's been nearly a year, at least. Like, it's good to see you again. Good to not see that you. I don't see you. Yeah, not at all. And then, last but not least, we've got Blake, a.k.a. System96. Hey, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. So we're all here for a reason, obviously, right? We've got a show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Yep, yep. But people that are listening don't necessarily know that. So we've got to set the table for them, right? So uh, this is one week out from Neon Rose Fest, and we've got our show tonight. So it's going to be Bad and Rad, Psych No Face, Split Set, yes, sir. System 96, with Galaxy 80 DJing. Um, it's going to be really exciting. This is this is the pre-show excitement, uh, and there's a lot of new material from the both of you that you're going to play tonight. And then obviously the next week it'll be a Neon Rose Fest. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to time this episode so that it's going to premiere next week. So whatever you want to say is the time to say it. Eric Harvey hates his stuff, so so free reign right there. Oh uh, yeah, be warned. Yeah. Don't make me work too hard. <laughs> Because I'm not, I'm not going to edit that much. People that know, know what Yeah, the I heard the Midnight's going to show up tonight, so get your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Oh, man. Oh, it's good to be here, man. Uh, appreciate you guys having me out here. First and foremost, good to be with my boy Blake, too. And, um, yeah, tonight's going to be a, a, a fun show. There's going to be a lot of the homies there. I'm dropping a lot of unreleased material, mostly no-face stuff, and then just, you know, the gems of Psych. Um I know my boy Blake's got something similar. He's got a lot of new tracks from what I've heard. Yeah, I got some uh, new stuff from an EP I've been working on coming out. Uh, a lot of people are going to be hearing it for the first time tonight. Also, have some you know some classics thrown in there and some uh, some dance tracks and uh, some remixes or a remix from someone who wasn't able to make it tonight. So you know, gotta gotta have him in there too. So. Shout out to Sean. Shout out to Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, obviously. It's interesting now. We're we're sort of in this weird state with COVID, where we're we're playing shows again. We're doing things um, live. When's the last time you played Blake? Uh, about a month ago. Month ago. So you're playing again. You've played this last month, right? Yeah. Um, and so this gonna it's gonna be interesting. Um, we've had here the last show we had in August was a really great turnout. I'm, yeah, it was it was solid. You know the work made sense that there were people there but you never know covid you just don't or you just there's always that apprehension that 
people aren't going to show up. So um, it's going to be exciting tonight. The show's going to be great. Um, you guys are working on new stuff. Let's talk about some of that new music. What can we expect? What has sort of inspired you guys? Because it's different. Each one of your things is a little bit different. It's an evolution, if you will. Yeah, um, so I'm working on a new EP. It's called Lost in Translation. It's uh, pretty much a follow-up to Memories and Emotion, which are the first two, I guess, short little albums I did. Um, Lost in Translation is just like a new iteration. It's new sounds. Uh, kind of took a step in a more, I guess, non-minimalist professional direction. And uh, it's just a little bit more not chill sense. So, I don't know. Changing it up. Is there a particular inspiration? Inspiration? Uh, it's pretty much just getting back into live stuff and, uh, you know, just <laughs> definitely not that. Making some, <laughs> making some, uh, <laughs> some tracks people can vibe Sorry, to in a, in a live environment, you know? I mean, there's only so much head bobbing and stuff I can deal with at, at a show. I mean, I feel like I'm not having the crowd interact enough with the super chill stuff, so I decided to kick it up a notch, change things up, get new set of sounds and see where that goes is that been, uh, something for both of you where you've as you're playing live shows that dynamic is completely different right and you want to engage your audience and if you and chillsith is great that's a very specific mood but as you said head bobbing is one thing you want to kind of see is it driven more like you want to see people moving around a little bit more and is that inspiring some of your changes if you will? yeah absolutely i mean um there's nothing like actually seeing a reactive crowd and seeing people actually be into the stuff you worked so hard to get to that point. So at that point, I mean, you want like a good reaction. You don't want to just see people just, well, it's okay. I'm here just, you know, just barely vibing. Now you want to see people into it. It gives you like inspiration, motivation to do better. And uh, yeah, it's just a pretty exciting thing to see. I'm trying to you know, see more of that. Yeah, I agree with Blake. I mean, we were talking about this earlier today. And just the whole live live aspect. I mean, when you know, where most of us are bedroom producers or whatever you want to call them. So um, when we practice or and stuff, it's just it's just hard to have that real like live interaction. Like um, maybe people like Arcade High, you know, people that really bring it, that live feel to it and get people motivated and stuff. And like for me personally, like the psych stuff, I have like some bangers, quote unquote, or whatever. And I can get into it, but I my life sets. Um, even if you're playing a synth and you're playing those keys or chords or whatever, it's like it's not that enticing, in my opinion. Um, so like me doing the whole hip hop thing, I'm trying to infuse that into synthwave is 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 not just musically to have like a different sound and like to do what I actually really love to do. Like I love synthwave and stuff, but I love rapping. Like that's where I come from a hip hop background. So. Being able to have a new character too, like my psych thing, I just threw together. Like I did for live purposes. Like I didn't really know what I wanted that to look like. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. I was just excited to play shows and and whatnot. So going with this new face, I have a whole like costume that I wear. I guess you could say um, that, and just a whole persona. Like my when I rap, I'm like I get into it. I feel it more mm -hmm. so. Like rather than like pressing buttons or whatever, like I can actually feel like they're, my lyrics, they're something I wrote, like I feel the shit that I'm saying, you know? So like I have, uh, I'm very like, I, I wanna say like outgoing and I'm crazy. Like <laughs> the whole no face thing is, is and psych too. Like, you know, I get to be this, this character that I don't normally get to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I get to be weird on stage, kind of do whatever I want, you know what I mean? And really dive into that. And hopefully that's enticing for people cause they get to see this new side to me, you know, I'm gonna, I need to get a hype man still, 
Maybe yeah. my boy Blake can come through tonight. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, just and then I I appreciate the aesthetics too. Like I'm really excited to see Blake's uh, aesthetics with it because that that's a whole thing. If you have something to lock on, that's what it yeah. is, right? Instead of just somebody press buttons. Like if you have a whole, so I'm excited to see that. And I'm still working on my my end on that, but yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Inspiration wise, um, to touch on that real quick, I think for for a lot of the new stuff, uh. I've been, I always get inspired by movies and like TV shows, but mostly movies, like even for my last albums, EPs or whatever, they're like Requiem, that was based off of, um, uh, shit, what's the movie uh, with uh, Matt Damon and um, Robin Williams, Good Will Hunting, mm -hmm. it was based off of that, I've watched that movie way too many times and actually stole like some of the audio from that and, and <laughs> put awesome. it in my album. And then Neon Demon is, is based off of that movie, Neon Demon, my EP. Yeah. So I get inspired because, like, when I see movies and stuff uh, that, in, like, weird, weird movies, like Clockwork Orange, like, shit that bends the mind, yeah. the general way of thinking, like, it makes me, my first instinct is, like, I should have wrote, this is my ego, I should have wrote the soundtrack for that. I could do better, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what, like, I, it, 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 essentially it induces uh, creativity for me. And for the rap stuff, it's always easy to find inspiration. I just have to look at my crazy-ass life. There you go. You know what I mean? That makes sense. I, and it's really cool. So I'm excited to have you both here. I think, you know, like, this is a, a great crowd audience for what you guys are bringing. And, and especially with, with Bad and Rad, what he brings, it's such a good, eclectic... Things tie together, but they're different and distinct, and I'm really excited for that, excited to have to share that with people and to see their reaction. That's, it's going to be so much fun to see how people react to you guys, and I think everyone's energy is going to really, like, just flow really well tonight, so uh, it's really exciting. Chris, let's talk about you, buddy. What's up, buddy? Yeah, uh, let's talk. You, so you are, uh, you've been busy. Very busy. Holy, well, you've been busy too, though. Yeah, but that's, that's a different thing. Oh, come on. But, but okay. Uh, anyway, let's go with it. Musically, All right. yeah. you're, you're going in a oh, whole new music. direction. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the Dreamwave stuff, it all came you know, pretty natural the first time through. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot through the process, made a ton of friends. Uh, but I was telling Chaz about this, actually, uh, yesterday when we went out for, uh, for, for dinner, um, took him to the 5-8 Club. Minneapolis, little plug there. Right? No one knows. I don't care, right? Yeah, this guy knows. You know what's up. So here's the deal behind the Dark Synth uh, record. Back in um, back last uh, last spring, uh, May um, here in uh, you know, 20, 2020, um, was the death of George Floyd. Right, yeah. and we had these riots and, and everything that happened here. It was, it was a huge tragedy for for the community certainly because it went on for at least a good week. I mean, Eric, you came and stayed with me. Yeah. During that time. Um, that caused a stir to a certain degree, and as an artist, I'm, I'm not a particularly political person, but as an artist, I find different ways to exp express myself. And um, over the course of July, I, I started July 6th, and I wrapped up on August 7th or 8th. Um, I wrote a 10-track album, more or less. I uh, sat down and uh, wrote out kind of every song initially before I got started. Here's where the song's going to end. Here's where it's going to begin. And I didn't necessarily know everything that was going to happen in between or what I was doing with it. Uh, but once I hit the studio, um, this stuff just started to, to kind of flow. It started to come out. It was like this uh, just natural, uh, natural flow of information coming out of me that that I didn't really understand at the time. Um, the way it came out initially was super raw, super raw. Um, and I like going back and listening to it, but I'll never release it in that 
that form. It just wasn't wasn't meant to be. And so over the last, uh, let's say since November, roughly or so, I, I moved and I've got a, a new space now that I'm working in. And I, I use the opportunity here now that I'm at my, my new place to start to clean things up. And so I've been partnering with, uh, well, primarily in my studio on my own as far as the writing goes, but uh, sending tracks off to uh, our, our friend, uh, Micah yeah. Galaxy 80 for uh, additional you know, mastering, kind of that final polishing, that professional touch on things that he's so, so good at. So we're, what is it, eight, seven or eight songs into 10 total. I'm not going to release all of them, looking at roughly about an eight song album. But uh, re regardless of how I got there, um, the content of itself is, is, is very different, I guess. And that's why I started off with a Dreamwave piece. It, it goes into the dark synth, a dark synth territory. It's a place that I haven't come before, but the music that I've played in bands previously, a, a lot of it, the, the heart of it is, is still there. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that to come out. I'm, I'm surprised at what came from that project and what's coming out of this album, because I didn't anticipate anything like that to happen. But here we are uh, a year and a half later, and I'm, I'm hoping by January, roughly, to, to be able to, to release it. Um, that, that's the current plan. Of course, plans change. Reveal the title. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Mindbender, North Innsbruck's Mindbender, and uh, there's a whole backstory behind this record as well now. Beyond what I shared with you, how it was developed, I've partnered with a, with a good friend of mine, uh, who um, Josh, who hosts and writes for a, a um, popular podcast, uh, or this was video podcast, perhaps of sorts on TikTok, but it's called Haunting Season, and he's a horror writer. And uh, he sat down and um, hashed out a story, uh, basically listened to the album once and wrote an end-to-end -end story that went along with, with each song. And so we're, we're working together in that piece of it right now. Uh, there's, there's certainly editing that needs to happen with, with his script and his writing. But the ultimate goal here um, is we're planning to perform together. And, and Eric, you know a little bit about this in the background, right? Now. I'm not going to go into much more of that. But um, Josh is, the plan currently is actually going to be coming to this the show early next year, and we'll be doing a, a spoken word of the the Mindbender story over. Oh, sweet over the performance! Yeah, yes. And if it goes well, what we'd really love to do is uh, kind of co-release an album of sorts where it's got the background music and Josh is doing his thing right over the music, which would be pretty pretty cool. Wow. Ambition! You right? are doing some stuff. You man. gotta do stuff. You gotta keep pushing, just like these guys were saying, like with live performance, right? Yeah. Like Blake nailed it right there, and so did you, Chaz. Like, there's a responsibility on us as performers to up the game every show, and like it's fun going up there. Like my first show too. Like I was at the back of a record shop. I had everything run by MIDI, and I twisted some knobs, and I bobbed my head, and I, I'm not a good dancer, so that wasn't entertaining. <laughs> um, but between the head bobs and like the video running behind me, it was enough. But for the second show, it was okay. Now what? Actually, the video didn't work that first show. I couldn't no. figure out. I couldn't no. get my computer to connect to the projector. So, um, so yeah, second show was let's get this projector actually working. And of course, mm. something else broke for the second show, which <laughs> was a nightmare. I think it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, those of you who are considering your first show, contact a record store first and play a couple <laughs> times there before you show up on a larger stage and well, have things happen. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um. So, uh, don't remember exactly where I was going with all of that, but uh, yeah. You're just talking about the progression of what you're doing and the live in impact. Yeah. Yeah, Impact of playing yeah. live on oh, your music. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing it back to that. These guys nailed it. Um, there's responsibility on us uh, as people who want to bring this music from this this online world to to the real world, I guess, in a sense, mm -hmm. the, the flesh and blood, the meat space, as some people call it. Right? They um, we've got to do something a, a bit more. I I, I think. Uh, something that draws in an audience and, and keeps their attention. That was a challenge, in fact. And so, um, 
the people who've come to my last couple performances, it's been heavily, you know, I mean, I've still got a standard rig in front of me with, you know, the, um, the, the Moog and a microcorg and some of that, but I've added a guitar because I'm, I'm not a dancer. I, I've, bands I've been in, I've either played drums, bass, or guitar. So I'm used to having something in front of me to, to keep things moving. And that, that added an element, man. It was fun watching some of those videos from the other shows now. Mm. And the audience reacts completely differently. Like, holy crap. As yeah. opposed to people standing there, like they were jumping up and down and clapping their hands and all kinds of stuff. So how yeah. does it feel to be Watch Out for Snake's twin brother? Oh, 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 oh. So it's, it's one of the best things in the whole wide world. I'm not even joking. Um, we, we need to do merch together. Uh, kind of the back-to-back guitar hoodies up. Like, I'm going to go full sleeve denim. It's going to be beautiful down there. Like, we're going to be twinsies. <laughs> People are going to be so confused. Uh, double snakes is, is double what it might snakes. be. North snakes or something like that. Timber rattlers. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, so. Double dragon. Right? Yeah. Oh, dear. Lord, the yeah. Yeah. Look out, world! A red one and a black one. Here we come. And, and you, what you're referencing yeah. is a show with yes. Terminus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Terminus Retro Wave. So, um, Nitro Wave. People are listening, and Terminus have bridged, uh, built a long bridge from Georgia to Minneapolis, St. Paul, to the Twin Cities. And uh, I'm going to be going down to Atlanta on November 4th for uh, a performance with uh, Watch Out for Snakes and Arcade High. I know Blake's going to be there. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait to hang. It's right up the road. So we've got to show up. Oh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a lot of fun. So I'm I'm fired up for that. In fact, uh, after uh, Blake and Chaz take off this weekend, I'm going to be setting up the, uh, more or less, the stage setup in the living room here, just to our right, where all the gear is for the show tonight, and start rehearsal, because... I know I got a long trip ahead of me if I'm actually going to drive it like I'm considering. Oh, which God. you're disgusting. I, just, I love road trips. Yeah. I, I just I love sitting in a car and seeing things. Nicely defective. I uh, maybe a little bit, but uh, America, I guess it's what we <laughs> need Chaz, a little focus. I want to bring it back to you because we talked about terminus. We talked about nitro wave communities. Uh, you are the 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 guy. You created something from nothing in Portland. Talk to us about Neon Rose Fest, how that came about. What what drove you to take on such a gigantic undertaking? Because right now, I'm pretty sure it's the biggest retro-inspired festival in the States. I'm pretty sure-ish. Yeah. So, I think in the States, for sure. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm similar to your guys' story, you know, one day. Well, for me, it really came down to the simple fact that any t- when I really got into synthwave in like 2018, um, like Wave Shaper was on tour and some other people, some other artists, some other, but they were going to Seattle and like dropping down to San Francisco, skipping Portland. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Can I yeah. cuss on here? What's that? Can I cuss on here? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So I was like, I, I long story short, I got some people together from a Facebook group. I was trying like, let's figure out how we can get these synthwave artists to play in Portland and. You know, by the by the time, you know, once money's involved, people drop off like flies. So it was me and like two other people. Yeah. And um we started making it happen. We started slow, like you like you know, like you guys and like anyone else would start. We started slow and I think our first show we had Lucy in disguise, uh Starfare and Michael Weber and myself performing and <clears throat> I was just getting into performing and like production and all that shit too. So it was, it was a complete learning experience. And then um we were doing shows like every month. So needless to say, we we lost a lot of money in our <laughs> because so it was a hit or miss. We were learning how yeah. we didn't we had no idea what we were doing, and um, so we just we just took notes and and then when I was 
we're like, all right, let's try to do like a three-day thing. We'll call it a little festival, a mini festival. And that was in 2019, and it was a success, man. Seattle was—we did one night in Seattle and one two nights in Portland, and it was—it uh, was pretty dope. We had a lot of like, System 96 was there, um, Lucy in Disguise, uh, you know, Tokyo Rose, Makeup and Vanity Set, Betamax, and so we had some names, and it was—it yeah, was fun. It was a lot of fun, and um, I immediately knew afterwards I wanted to do it again. Uh, so we tried in 2020 again, and then, in, uh, you know, pandemic happened. Yeah, the great, I heard someone say this, I was telling uh, the homie about it yesterday, the great before is what, you know, pre-pandemic. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The great before. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so be, the great right before, like, we're, I was excited, but I didn't have the people that I had this, this year. You know, like having brothel and comp trues is, is huge, and I wanted to step it up, Um Compared to last year, you know, yeah. unfortunately our venue in Seattle shut down, so we weren't able to go back there. So I was like, let's just do four days in Portland, and uh, yeah, we got the lineup this year. Unfortunately, Memorex fell off. I mean, he didn't fall off; it was just traveling restrictions, rather. Um, but you know, we got some special in the works for later on. You know, yeah. definitely. Well, he's definitely coming out um, sooner or later once uh, things open up again. And but yeah, we still had a, a really big lineup, and I'm I'm excited for it. You know, it's a lot of work. I, me, Steven, uh, Night Rider eighty seven helps out a bit. Um, but for the most part, man, I'm doing. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, man. It's a lot. Next I, year, I'm I'm hiring a team. That's just I got to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's keeping track of all the the emails and the correspondence and lining everything up and yeah, itinerary. There's hotel. so much. It's yeah. intense. And then that many artists. I mean, how many is it? 20? I think now there's there's about 19. 19 I artists. Think, well, probably about 20, yeah. 20. So that's, Let me see. that's a lot of people yeah, to cool. keep track of, to yeah. line up, contracts, schedule lining up, where are they staying, where are they right. eating, what are they doing. Right. That's a lot. I mean, I... Sing your praises for that. It's not even the, prom the promotional part is the, big, the biggest yeah. part there. Once you get contract signed, it's okay with the artist, you know, as long as they – but making sure everyone follows through with their obligations, promoting and stuff. And then pr promoting, I just forgot how much of a pain in the ass it is. Sucks. You know, paid advertisement <laughs> goes, goes a long ways, but, like, we do we do street, uh, uh, street team stuff. Like, we yeah. went all over Portland. Fucking – I ordered, like, 600 large flyers and – um a thousand six hundred small flyers, Absolutely. individual nights. Uh, you know what I mean. The whole shebang nights, like everything. And then also, you think about the artwork that goes yeah. into all the flyers. Like I think it's, uh, what we've learned just doing our stuff here is that if your flyer, your show work, is, show artwork isn't on point, you, it's gonna, you're going to suffer. Right. You're going to suffer. Yeah, so it's got to be keen to the eye. Yeah, it's got to be attractive. Right. <clears throat> and uh, and have that keen eye to and that but it also has to sort of represent and make sense to what you're doing and maybe right. get a curiosity of someone who's not necessarily into it. that's a big part of what we do is try to work around circles that are adjacent to what we right. do so that we draw more people in because yeah. there's definitely a psychology oh yeah aspect to it that you know i mean aesthetics is huge especially for our scene yeah you know what i'm saying aesthetics goes a long ways man you know 
you have dope music and a shitty album cover, no one's going to listen to it, unfortunately. <laughs> That's just the truth. You I, know what I mean? Absolutely. And um, and vice versa. If you have an attractive album cover, people will at least listen to Like, give it a shot. Yeah, give it. Yeah. And I, I, that's the same thing with shows, too. Like, if you have a dope flyer that's, like, um, not really. Well, it's just, I guess that's diverse. That's why I, I went with a different flyer each night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, to, to attract, because you want to sell it as a whole. But you also want to um, it, it to be attractive to to certain select uh, people like goth, like for example, gothic crews. Like that's why the brothel, the night for brothel, we have brothel headlining. He yeah. expands into different genres of music, um, and then we were like, let's add to this the Halloween costume things. Is I'm really, we're, you know, I think we're gonna collect some people that are maybe not be familiar with the music, but like they love dressing up for Halloween. So we have different themes each night, right? And then the, for that night, it's like 80s horror, horror in general. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the different themes night, like different um, sale, I guess like, you know, for better lack of words, sale, sale tactics. And um, just w- the other thing is, is trying to sell it as a, as a live, ex- like as an experience rather than just like a concert. Yeah. You know, really pushing that, like the stage presence, the stage design, um, finding how to get people interactive with the crowd because synthwave it's really hard to do that unless you mm-hmm. have a bunch of arcades and you know things of that sort it's really hard so really trying to go above and beyond in that sense because we know our people bring it they bring the yeah. music you know what i mean like we're not worried about like people's performances they always bring it yeah it, but how can we add to that more um to make it more of an experience and a memorable experience for people you know yeah like the vision, like I want it to be a thing. Like my in my head is, and it never matches up to how it's in my head because my, my is you know just yeah. like with the aesthetics and stuff like that. Like um, I'm excited for the living the Living Dead dance party. You know we're gonna have uh, some stage performers as well. Yeah, it's gonna be. And, I'm excited yeah. for it. We're gonna be there. Yeah. Hopefully, Mr. Innsbruck can make it himself. <laughs> oh. Sorry, uh, to those of you who didn't know what I was just doing, I was, I was fucking around with OBS and Twitch to try to get this thing figured out for tonight's show. <laughs> um, although this is a week late, we are going to be streaming tonight. So, <laughs> yes, yes, right? So, I, as much as I would like to apologize for missing that question, can we come back to it, please? And <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, that you're going to hopefully make Neon Rose Fest. Oh, yeah, Hopefully yeah, I'd love crossed. to go into the details, um, <laughs> uh, but it's terribly boring and has more so to do with a coworker already having time off. Indeed, on the following Monday in red eye flights. So, yeah, Blake, I want to bring it back to you because <laughs> you're you're quiet over there. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a shy boy. Shy boy. Um, let's talk <laughs> about let's talk Maybe about <laughs> your visuals and and what you're bringing because I think you have a very strong aesthetic. Uh, to System 96, there, there's a very much a, a conscious um, effort to convey a, a particular kind of mood. Right. Talk about that a little bit and, and how you're converting that to your stage show. So um, I guess start off with I guess we could start off by talking about the album artwork itself. Um, it's very minimalist. It definitely fits the vibe of whatever EP or album or single or whatever. It has to do with it. I try to convey the image to represent the reality in which the music kind of sets the mood for it. Um, I'm not saying it's like it's all out of the same world or universe or multiplex, whatever you want to call it, whatever <laughs> the hell it is. Um, but I try to keep the visuals on brand with the song and the same mood and stuff like mm. that. So in order for that 
you know, to work well in a live environment, you have to apply similar effects to the visuals themselves. Um, so if you're using a chill track, you don't want to have visuals that are jumping around, going crazy, and you know, just being erratic and shit like that. You want them kind of like flowing with the track and almost adding another sense to the audience for them to like take in, I guess, because you're getting auditory sensory or sense or whatever you know what i'm talking about they're yeah. hearing it they need to see it and it needs to match up and it needs to sink in their heads to you know just help out the experience it, you can't have one without the other when you can you're going to be lacking in one of those departments you gotta you gotta have something that keeps the, the listener engaged other than you know just a black silhouette on a stage twisting knobs and head bobbing and stuff like that absolutely i think um and maybe you guys can t talk about this a bit, but there's almost a, a deficit when you're an electronic musician. And, and, and it's something that you're working against. Right. Um, because even if you're a dude jamming on keyboards, you've got like five synths on stage with you, and you're, that's still not the same thing as four guys playing traditional analog exactly. instruments. Mm -hmm. So there has to be that other way to engage an audience. The visuals are so important because not only does it have to tie into the music, but then it's sort of like it enhances, but it has to make sense right. and, yeah, and raise the level of, of the music, if you will. Exactly, yeah. It needs to like needs to work with the music. It doesn't need to be its own separate thing or anything like that. It has to, I don't know, it has to be one giant, cohesive sense that's coming in mm -hmm. from the artist to the audience to you know, convey your message in that way. Yeah. So... Yeah, you just like I don't even know where to go from there. I mean, yeah, hey, it that's, makes total sense, man. Yeah. I, and I appreciate that answer. It's a it's a good valid answer, and I, and I always find that interesting. Um, it's unique in this scene what we do because it's it's very you do everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. jazz. You do all the shit unless you're working with a collaborator. You're the guy. You're making the music. You're yeah. thinking of the visuals. You're you're. Usually, if you're assigned or you, you've got other people, you bounce stuff off. And I'm sure you guys have friends like, hey, is this cool? Am I in the right direction? But yeah. you're in charge of it, right? And I think that's a really, it's a more an, of an intimate experience from the artist to the, to the audience to have that. Because they're seeing more of who you actually are. Right. And I think that's a really special thing of way to, to convey. And it, it seems more sincere. That's what I like about it. Some people are just like, why do you like synthwave so much? I get that a lot. Some people just don't get it, and I think it's the the thought, the sincerity, yeah, the it's the effort. Music, basically, yeah. It's got, like, it's got something behind it. Whereas most music's made for, I don't know, either to make money or just to be hot for that month or whatever it is. Synthwave's made from like someone's bedroom mm -hmm. or something like that. Usually by someone who's not really getting paid what they should be getting paid to make yeah. that music. So they're doing it either out of their heart or they're trying to go somewhere with it. And either one of those ways, usually, as uh, I don't know, they have a better product than someone who's just chasing yeah. you know, paper trail. And even if it's a, a, a little bit more raw, unrefined, I appreciate that more. Um, I, my personal opinion is if it's too polished, I tend to shy away from it. That's why I don't like yeah. a lot of modern pop music because it's just too shined. It's too structured. It's down to the... You know, they design things down to the single bar, the snare sound. You know, they're bringing in 50 or 60 people to work on one song. You look at the, the credits for 
a Rihanna track or whoever it is, right. and the the songwriting credits astronomical and you got one person who's known for one drum sound and they get a songwriting credit for that one drum sound and that's it um so i i you know point being is that visuals are important to what we do it it's part of i think drawing that uh, nostalgic feeling it's about feelings the music really right you guys' feelings and how oh, yeah. you make the music and then connecting that same feeling back to the audience so that's got to be a great feeling so like what's it like for you guys when you really see an audience dig your music and really get into it. Not like a, a miss message on Instagram, but right. It's almost like I don't know the gratification for you doing what you do very well. It's like you spend all this time thinking about these certain settings and stuff and what the music would sound like. You actually, you know, you produce it, mix, master it, make the artwork, visuals, put it all together. Turn that into a live set, tweak the live set, make your visuals, pack all your shit and fly out there and just seeing the reaction on people's faces and just like them moving around, it really just kind of solidifies the whole deal. It's kind of like the reason you do it. And I mean, I don't know. I don't see why most people would make music unless they actually do get to see that in a real live environment because that's just like, I don't know, that's like the pat on the back from doing what you do very well. Artist currency. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I feel like Chaz will definitely get that tonight. This is your first show is No Face, right? Or your second? Second. Second. So, yeah. I mean, first, first out of out of stage show. First, yeah. So, first you get to like, you get to see all that work come to life tonight, yeah. and then you get the reaction you like worked so hard for. Right. So, yeah, it's like, it's cool to see that, and especially like in person and not over YouTube, <clears throat> Instagram, and all right. that. Yeah, as much as I, I think you know, streaming is an important part of, of the process to share the music and get it out there, uh, the people that are going to be there tonight and at Neon Rose Fest, it's going to be such a special experience. And what you've curated, Chaz, I think is, is really going to resonate. And I think you know, the show, you, the Neon Rose Fest you put together in 2019 was a very special moment event. You're going to do it again. Uh, but I, I can't imagine the pressure right now you're feeling. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's been a, I'll be real with you, man. It's been, I've been anxious and, you know, ticket sales, watching ticket sales like a hawk. You know what I'm saying? Like needing, you know, I mean, the fi the financial strain that I put, put myself in. Dude, it's all, <clears throat> it's all going to be worth it. I know. I do have faith. Like, you know, I can stress out about shit and um, be, wor be worried about, you know, things aren't going to go the way that I envision them. And that's just life. <laughs> you <laughs> yep. know what I'm saying? But like, go rolling with the punches and I just I know no matter what it's going to be a good time it was last year I just like you know I'm a perfectionist when it comes to those these things um I want thing I want to peep I want people to have the experience that I envision them having including for the artists you know I want everyone to have a good time and everyone had a good time last year and it was a uh, I just got to <clears throat> continue to the, I guess what it comes down to is continue to put in the work that I have been and being okay with that you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm one man. You know what I mean? Like, I can only do so much. And I, I know that it's going to be a good time. I just want to get to that spot because all you, I mean, you guys know, just like, <laughs> I mean, but for a four day thing and just, you know, making sure every single person involved is, um, is, is good and ready to go and they're taken care of is, is, is priority number one. And that's stressful. And then, you know, the money, the financial situation, um, you never know until after the show. You yeah. Know? 
And so we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked all around. <clears throat> it's going to be a, a good thing. But I've, I've learned how to um, deal with the stresses. Like, I'm out. This is actually coming out here. You guys having me out here to play a show. Like, I was like, man, that's like a week before. But I was like, I'm really glad that I'm out here because this is a little break for me. I get a little break from Portland, a little yeah. break from everything I've been doing out there. I get to enjoy a new place with some homies and, um, you know, be around new people and do what I love to do. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's a blessing. I'm excited for you to do the no face uh, thing here in Minneapolis. Just be, oh, there's Micah. Um, Just because, you know, it's not necessarily known huge, but Minneapolis has a pretty big hip hop and underground hip hop scene. Is it Rhyme Sayers based out of here? I don't, I know that like atmosphere. Yeah, atmosphere from um, Lizzo. Oh, hey, special guest just arrived. We interrupt this broadcast for a special. Holy shit! Look at that shirt. Chaz, was it Z? Chaz, Blake. Blake, nice to meet you, man. All right, sit down, please. Okay. So this just in, Galaxy Eighty has stepped in. Introduce yourself, Micah. Hey, it's Micah. How you guys doing? It's been a while. Welcome. Yeah. We're we're a bit in, but that's great. Great timing. And you guys got me in the door, rushing me to the table, and I'm on the mic. Let's do this. Yeah. You're a consummate professional, I know. You guys you been over there it. waiting for me? Man, the traffic was bad. Just pull it up. Fire it up. <laughs> so how are you doing today? Hey, good, man. I'm excited about tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing something different. You're going to DJ tonight. Yep. yep. I'm not really a DJ, but I've, you know, I've been around the DJ world and a lot of roommates through the years are DJs and... So um, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, man. Play some of my favorite records. Yeah. Yeah. Are Are you doing analog? Is it digital? How? What What can we expect from Micah tonight? Oh man, I wish I had my my analog. <laughs> I have one table at home, man. But yeah, I'm gonna just go digital and just uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a really great show. Excited mm-hmm. to have you part of it. Now we're just missing Jake, of course, and and then it'd be everybody. Where is he? Uh, he's at a doctor's appointment right okay. now, so he'll. I think he'll be at the venue. So, well, he better be. Yeah, he'll, just, be. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there. He'll. We know where to find him. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm. It's it's great that you're doing the DJ set. Um. Let's talk about what's happening in Micah's world a little bit. So you've had two records this year. Yep. One written, obviously, last year. 2019? Yep, and then- so I think I started in 2019, and I wrapped it up in 2020, and then it was released earlier this year. That took a long time to kind of press during the COVID. And then while I was just waiting for that to be pressed, I just started working. Um, I think it was actually, I wrote the whole album in spread of February, March. That's so incredible. right when I was done, I just wanted to hand it off and try to get out this year. <laughs> Let's talk about the album. So yep. uh, first two records that you released, kind of on a continuum, and you've took a sort of a maybe a right angle a little bit with um with the I last started. one and then and then now you're kind of and then another little bit of right right angle right more chill synth proper yeah. now yeah yeah i felt like visions was kind of like that a little bit of a transfer so it was a good i think a good place for me to kind of make that transfer over and um yeah the last one um seems to be getting pretty good feedback and uh, I've been excited about that. It's sold out. Release. Yeah. The vinyl sold out. Yep. Which is so nice. congrats. Yeah, thank you. Both. Yep. Both Visions and this sold out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't catch it, too bad for you. 
Yeah, I, I, I know um, Time Slaves actually always kind of holds back a little bit of stock. So if you're like really want to get it, you know, just send them a message. I'm sure they're going to. That's great. Cause that's a secret them. right there. That's good. That's awesome. So I really enjoyed visions and, and holograms. Nice. Like, oh, they're so good. Oh, thanks, man. I brought my visions for you to sign. Oh, yeah. We forgot to do it last time. I know. But I brought it today. So we can get that yeah, done beforehand. Yeah, you can't forget this. Time. Um, I'm probably going to get the new record probably today. I see that there's something in the mail coming. Oh. It was shipped. Then you'll get it actually before me. Maybe. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> Maybe mine comes tomorrow. <laughs> I think this guy can I relate. That works. Yeah. yeah. So you just got me excited. The mailman came by a little bit ago, but it doesn't look like there's any records out there. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. No records. Yeah, so that's awesome. And um, and I've heard rumor of, of another musical uh, progression that you're going to maybe take in the future. What's inspiring you these days? What, what's... Oh, man, that's actually a good question. I'm not sure what you've heard, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the map. I've got so many projects that I want to do. But, yeah, I would love to do something a little bit quicker and a little bit something I can perform to a little bit better, I think, than what I'm I'm doing with um, some more chill wave records. It, it seems a little flat in a, in a, in a live uh, situation, a little bit. So. It's like we just had a bit of that conversation yeah. before you arrived. Like wow. Yeah. Well, when I'm playing, you know, besides somebody playing a guitar on stage, I mean, I got a lot to live up to. So. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to make your life better. I'll tell you, because you're not going to. It's like, man, like, I got to go up yeah. after that. Hey, I can't beat you on the record game, man. I'm going to keep with that. The guitar. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> Pretty soon you're gonna have like some LED lights on the keytar. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, yeah. I, 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 so this the holograms came together pretty quick. Are you still in that sort of creative mindset, or is life just? Yeah, I definitely. I think after releasing two records, I think I deserve a little. Just like not even think about producing anything right now. So. I'm, just going to take, I think, fall to kind of relax a little bit and then maybe get back into it when in winter when I'm all bored, cooped yeah. up in the house. It's a great, uh, probably a great plan. Yeah. Um, having played live a couple of times, how has that influenced you? I, I asked these guys earlier that same question. I'm just curious for you, you've been upstage with Galaxy 80. Has it influenced how you write music or want to perform? Yeah, this stage, yeah, the, especially since the, the last show. The first show, not so much, but this last show, yeah, definitely. I think um, it'd be nice to have something um, a little bit more up pace and maybe a little more exciting, you know. So we'll see. We'll see if I can maybe hit the, the ground running and maybe release something, I would assume, late next year, if not maybe even holding off for the next year. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why rush it? You've got four records out it's not like you need to no no it's just more about me trying to yeah. walk, you know, sit in the lab and just get creative you know if i yeah. had the time and with four kids time is kind of <laughs> rare so yeah you when know, i'm in there i have to be really productive like hey i got this evening i got tomorrow whatever so i try to not to like do you have know. a pretty strict workflow of how you set things up and and move that's um i know like another friend who's same situation kids wife he has to be very he has got a setup that works very specifically efficient, for workflow yeah. and be efficient with his time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, uh, I try to, um, get in the studio and just, um, be as creative as possible. I have templates set up. I have everything, all my sense or hard patch. So that shows up on my template. So literally when I open up my template, I can kind of get going. I always start with a, a BPM. I usually listen to something that inspires me and just tap out their BPM and then 
start from there. It's like the starting process. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then you just use that as a springboard, and then exactly. it, it yeah. goes wherever just, it goes. I need a tempo. You know, I got to pick my tempo. I usually don't sway it. Actually, I did, I did change some tempos for the first time on the Holograms record. I felt like some of the records were too um, fast at the end. Mm. So at the very end, I just um, I have a plug-in that kind of speeds it up to a certain BPM. I think I shaved on two songs. I think I shaved a couple of BPMs. That was the first time I did that, and because um, usually, you know, I stick with the BPM. But um, so that was an interesting process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're having fun. It sounds yeah. like that you're um, that you're you're pursuing things to their fullest on, on the records that you've been releasing, and it's really fun to to listen to those and see where you're going and where your mind is working. Um, it's just it's really enjoyable experience, and obviously the engineering is always no thanks man chef's kiss thanks man yeah it's a lot of fun. Um, I think I just kind of fell in love with that chill vibe right when I you know heard it, and I was like I'm a big fan of your work too. Yeah, and um, so I just um, felt inspired off that. Just like when I uh, created Laser Waves, I just mm-hmm. felt inspired with the records I was listening to at the moment. You know, That's so, awesome. Yeah. Micah, you're here, and this is the first time that you've met these guys face-to-face. Do you have any questions for any of these fellows? Oh, thousands. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this is the time. Yeah, maybe off camera. I'll oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be uh, really exciting tonight. Um, Chris, what should else should we cover? There's uh, Neon Rose Fest Neon next. Rose. This episode will come up the Wednesday before. Yeah. I'll make sure that happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. We got so it's Nitro Wave, so we should probably yeah. talk about. I was just going to actually suggest you talk a little bit about yourself. Well, how about you? Because us. I okay. I talk a lot. So you did I bet they're tired of hearing your voice. Yeah, so, me too. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nitro Wave. Like, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Nitro Wave. What do you? Yeah, thanks, man. What, what do you want to know about it? Well, we got shows coming up, so let's. Yeah, we, we should we, probably talk about. Shows coming up. Yeah. Here, let's. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, Instagram Live. So let's. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Holy crap! I've got the list in uh, my office, so it's you it's just don't full. know it off the top of your head. Well, like there's like seven shows or something, isn't there? Like there's uh, quite a few. So we've got, uh, I don't know, man. You got it? Yeah, I've got them. Okay, so okay. Uh, looks like um, <laughs> yep. November sixth we'll have Von Kaiser okay. and Mellow Fields. Very excited for that one. And that uh, Bad and Rat is right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. It'll be a second Kaiser show back. Coming from Michigan. Yep. Uh, do you know where in Michigan? Do you remember? I don't know. I'll be honestly, I, I will feel terrible that right. I didn't, because uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't inquire about it either. I'm assuming it's oh, nice. not the uh, UP. You're right. You found it. Um, you can sign that one if you want. And then uh, we've got uh, November 27th, we've got... Yes. 331. Uh, that is uh, me and... Uh, night audit and lucy in disguise is going to be coming to town for that one so yeah people who are listening to that's going to be a killer show because it's a tiny bar i mean tiny it's it's small it's a bar with yeah. a killer stage and a nice sound system so it's a great opportunity to come and hang out and, and like chat with some of the artists yeah that's what, it's, that's what it's all about there yeah. and then uh december 11th we've got the the big oh, yeah. year-end show right so, Makeup yeah. Vanity Set, Tone Box, Baldo Caster, and Denotive. Yes. Yep, yep. Good crew. Solid crew there. In fact, that's going to be a show that people aren't going to want to miss at all. And I'm, I'm, we also got uh, 
um, Odem Art, a local guy uh, who's oh, yep. doing a, a large, a very large canvas, a four by five foot canvas or so of uh, some very uh, commissioned art specifically for, for Nitro Wave, which is extremely exciting. So we'll be unveiling that that night. He's going to be doing some on-site art as well for us. And who else do we have for guests that night? I don't remember. It's a long list. I have to go and look at the list on the wall. To yeah. Be honest with you, it's it's a lot of stuff. So, and um, you know, what you've, about, yeah, either you've got your thing in ter terminus retrowave. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Eleven, eleven four, November fourth. Uh, I'm going to Atlanta to perform with uh, Arcade High and Watch Out for Snakes. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, right. It's gonna be a fun one. A little road trip type of a deal. So. And then we've got a show yeah. in January. I don't know. We we need to technically wait to reveal what that is because we agreed that about it so bad, but we can't. It's the we'll reveal what it is Halloween. That's the okay. that's the okay. That's when that's we'll, the approval. That's the approval from, from that's the, the the people. Two weeks away. Yeah. So we, you yeah. have to wait. You have to sit down for two weeks. We can do that. It's yeah. gonna be hard. Might be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But I'll, I'll it's it an work. exciting venue in an exciting. And a holy smokes, like a holy smokes, can can you believe this? Is, Pinch me, kind of. Yeah, yeah, we worked real hard on this. And that's yeah. what I wish probably say about it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. What else do we have to say? I, we don't we don't well, have we, to blather on. No, I was, we talked to a few other bands as well, local acts um, that we're starting to connect with a little bit just to garner additional uh, artists and, and interests certainly as well. But we'll probably talk about more of that uh, that yeah. a bit more later on too. I suppose. So next year is crazy. I'm sure Chask yeah. probably has got his mind already sort of into next year a little bit yeah oh yeah and uh, same with us we, we we got a lot of things exciting things if it all lines up together busy busy yeah busy busy thank god there's three of us <laughs> oh my lord yeah well, how yep. would you do it otherwise no idea yeah i love you brother i love you brother <laughs> i don't i don't think i don't think we need to go on any further i think this no. could be a short and sweet unless you guys you get need to pimp anything while you're here come to the fucking show tonight motherfuckers <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Love you guys though. Show up. <laughs> Truth. Like. Yeah. Same deal. You don't. You right, don't guys, show up. We're gonna hunt you down. Tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of threw you off there a little. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. I think that's all we need to talk about. So until next time, this is Eric. Thank you very much. are listening to the Paradise Arcade with Kyle and Eric, promoting synthwave music and culture. It's a motherfucking Paradise Arcade.